I'm Kate Daniels. We've been living in this time of COVID for most of this year, and now in this fall season, we bump right into the flu. We hear lots of promotion for getting the flu shot, where to stop in to get it. This morning, we're going to get more information so that we know the what and the reason why. Dr. Carmen Kelling is a physician with PacMed right here in our area, and she brings us more of the science. Dr. Carmen Kelling, good morning. It's so wonderful to have you join us this morning. Good morning, Kate. Nice being with you. I really appreciate having this opportunity to having your insights and expertise helping us during this time when we're, you know, being told it's flu season, get your shots, you know, it's really important to do so. And so right off the top, though, let me say that uh, I'm a baby boomer and I have never had a flu shot. Okay. So what do you say to me and to others uh, perhaps who are similar to me? What, you know, is this the year that we really should change that and make sure we get our shot? Yeah. um, Kate, I'm a pretty strong believer in um, prevention. And I think the flu shot is one way to um, actually help uh, all of us this season. Um, not only uh, not to get the flu, but also if we do get the COVID uh, infection, uh, perhaps my help um, get through the illness uh, easier by having the flu shot and um, preventing ourselves to get the flu. Um, the flu vaccine is, um, um, you know, safe. Uh, we've been using it for many years, more than 60 years, and does work. So the answer is yes, I would recommend that you get your flu shot. <laughs> okay. So this just could well be the year. And and truly, I have been kind of toying with it. I really believe in prevention. So, you know, mm-hmm. even though I'm, uh, you know, I'm saying I, I really do, because, you know, I, you know, think in terms of, you know, exercise, eating healthily, taking supplements. So I believe in all of that. And yet when it's come to the shot, I've kind of just, you know, kind of dug my heels in, I guess. And mm-hmm. But I think when we look at the spectrum of people in the country, would you say the majority of people actually do get the flu shot, flu vaccine? Uh, I'm not sure if majority do. Um, I think uh, we definitely as uh, health providers, we encourage everybody to get the flu shot. I would think that definitely uh, the people that they are at risk, higher risk of getting the flu, you know, like uh, um, people that they are older, 65 or older, or they are um, having other chronic conditions like heart disease, diabetes, uh, they are probably more likely to get the vaccination than a younger population. Uh, although um, we recommend that, uh, especially uh, if there is a risk of transmission, and in younger population there is because they go to school, they get you know together with friends, they are in uh, a closer um, vicinity of each other. So. Um, we recommend that everybody should should be getting the flu vaccine. Um, there are some uh, people that they are resistant in getting the flu vaccine because they believe that you know uh, might not be needed or that their body is strong enough to um, 
you know, even if they get the flu to get better. And some others, they feel that uh, maybe they they actually get the flu from the vaccine. You know, I, I hear sometimes uh, patients saying that, uh, you know, they got the flu vaccine a few years ago and they got the flu and they don't want to have it. Um, and that is a misconception about it, uh, about the vaccine. Um, the misconception? So- is it the misconception that because you had the shot, it's not going to give you the flu? You were already kind of set up to uh, have that, what, vulnerability to to getting yeah. that? So a few things. Uh, first of all, the flu shot, the flu vaccine, does not have the live virus. It's made of an inactive virus or dead virus. Mm-hmm. And uh, that inactive virus was given to a person. Uh, that person's immune system starts developing antibodies to fight the real virus. Um, now, during that process of uh, um, building up immunity, our own body can have a reaction to the, um, um, you know, the vaccine itself. Uh, by maybe having a little bit of fever or some achiness or a soreness at site, uh, site of infection of uh, immunizations, maybe a low-grade fever. Uh, but that's not the flu. It's just the reaction of the body to the vaccine itself. Um, another possibility would be that, um, you know, it takes about two weeks for the vaccine to actually build up that immunity. So in these two weeks, you know, somebody can actually get infected with flu or with another virus that causes the common cold. So uh, they might get sick because they were exposed and the vaccine didn't have enough time to work. Um, But uh, no, the flu vaccine should not cause the flu. Um, Another thing is... um, some people, even if they do get the flu vaccine, they can still get the flu because their uh, maybe their immune system is not strong enough. Um, what is, uh, however, helpful in somebody that already got the flu is uh, their illness can uh, the severity of their illness is actually reduced by getting the vaccine, and the incidence of complications and death is reduced by getting the vaccine. So all together, I think the vaccine is helping people. And when um, we look at the population to get the vaccine, uh, at what age should children are getting it, right? So -hmm. so what age should that start? So there are some age groups that they are more vulnerable to get the flu and get sicker. So uh, children under the age of five, we recommend that they do get the vaccine. Um, Also elderly, uh, 65 and older, uh, pregnant women should get the vaccine. Uh, Anybody that has some type of immunocompromise, you know, because they have maybe uh, they live with cancer or they are getting a treatment for cancer or they are infected with HIV. So those are the vulnerable populations um, and we definitely recommend that they will get the flu. Uh, Another um, vulnerable um, group is the healthcare workers Um, and that's because 
uh, we are getting exposed to people that they are sicker. And not just that, but uh, also we are at risk of transmitting the flu to uh, people that we come in contact with, healthy people that they come to see us. Uh, we don't want to get them sick. And what if if someone has already gotten the flu, or what if they've had COVID this year? Should they still get this flu shot? If they did have COVID, but they did not get the flu shot, uh, yes. The answer is yes, they can still get the flu shot. Uh, we usually recommend that they wait until their COVID symptoms are resolved. And then they get the flu shot. But yes, the recommendation is that they should still be protected with a flu shot. And that's, you know, opening another subject of conversation. Um, you know, is it a risk of somebody that had the COVID? You know, are they at higher risk of getting the flu or uh, the other way around? Maybe uh, could they be actually protected because they already built or activated their immune system? And uh, it's less likely for them to catch the flu. And really, the answer is we don't know yet. Uh, could be either way. Could be that it is protective for them, and then they might not get the flu, even if they don't get the vaccine. But uh, it's also possible that uh, they actually can get the flu or they can get in the same time with the COVID, and the response can be uh, much more severe. You know, they can get sicker. So uh, that's why, you know, as much as we can prevent, you know, the transmission by, you know, wearing protective equipment, the mask, washing hands, you know, staying, you know, keep the social distancing and use the tools that we have available right now, you know, like the flu shot, flu, yeah, vaccine, um, that will be all things that we can do to uh, minimize, you know, any risk out there. So all really important words of advice and words of wisdom. And as you were talking about taking these uh, precautions that we've already been in the habit of doing, hopefully we are in that habit Mm -hmm. of washing hands and wearing masks, it reminds me that I'd heard some kind of a news story um, not that long ago, a few weeks ago maybe, and they were talking about the flu season in the southern hemisphere and saying Mm -hmm. that it wasn't as bad as in past years and they were attributing it to possibly being that people are being much more careful with the hand washing right. and such. Yes. What, do you would you agree with that? Absolutely, yeah. And I think because uh, in the southern hemisphere, in the more uh, tropical um, uh, climates, uh, the flu season can be uh, more irregular than it's in our, you know, part of the country, where usually it starts you know, around um, yeah, September, October, and uh, extends in the winter. So uh, because of that and because of the precautions that everybody took this year with the COVID, uh, they noticed that there was less transmission or less cases of flu. Um, however, you know, in our area right now, because of people maybe relaxing a little bit more about social distancing, because of the cold season, you know, people will be more indoors and more gathered uh, because the school's starting. 
there is a concern that actually that transmission is going to pick up again. And not that uh, um, only that will be transmitting COVID, but also we are at higher risk of uh, transmitting flu from one another. Um, and there is a, a fear of a combination of seasonal influenza and COVID that uh, could overwhelm the uh, hospitals, the medical system. So that's something that, you know, we are all aware, and that's why we do recommend to be very proactive in getting the flu shot this year. And when we're talking about then getting the flu shot, is there an optimal time? Is there a point at which it's like, okay, it's it's too late, don't bother getting it? Mm-hmm. I don't think I would, especially this year, I don't think it's uh, um, anything that's, you know, too late. And optimal time is right now. Um, usually by the end of this month or even in the next month, people should be getting their flu vaccines. Uh, this year in particular, we recommend that everybody to get their flu shots as soon as uh, available uh, and possible. Uh, for example, in our clinic with uh, PacMed, uh, we are um, having a flu clinic, several flu clinics actually, and uh, also we are offering uh, flu vaccines to everybody that will come for you know their regular checkup or for other you know follow-up appointments. Uh, we offer the flu vaccine. And how does that then work in the body? So we get the vaccine Mm -hmm. uh, right now, and does it kind of build up strength and protect our bodies over time? Yes. Well, um, so uh, as I mentioned, it takes about two weeks for the immunity to build up after uh, uh, someone would get the vaccine. Um, but what will happen is the person's immune system starts to develop antibodies against the vaccine that we give. And when they are exposed, so once that immunity builds up, uh, uh, that person once uh, exposed to the flu will have the, uh, their antibodies will recognize the virus and will be able to fight that and protect the person. Um, now there is, um, as I mentioned, um, you know, sometimes, um, you know, somebody's immunity will not be uh, as strong and they might still get sick. But again, the uh, illness severity in general is much less than otherwise if they will not get the um, vaccine. And is it possible with the flu, not thinking about COVID, but is it possible um, to potentially have the the vaccine still get a case of the flu and then get it again or is, is it if you get it it's only going to be one time in the season in general it's just one time in the season we don't know yet much about the covid but with the flu it's uh, usually you know they will get it once um so um yeah yeah Good, because it, I don't think it's a pleasant thing. It's been, oh, so, mm-hmm. such a long time ago that I I did have flu. But, I, you know, the symptoms are probably different for different people. So what are some of the things that we we um, encounter if we have the flu? Mm-hmm. So uh, one will present with, you know, sudden onset of 
fever, uh, they will have a dry cough, uh, they might have headaches, uh, the muscle and joint pains, uh, they feel tired, just unwell, they have uh, maybe a runny nose and a sore throat. Uh, and unfortunately, they are, uh, it's a lot of similarity between the symptoms of the flu and the COVID, so that makes it even a little bit more difficult for uh, people, you know, to know uh, do I have COVID or am I getting the flu? Uh, so those are the most common symptoms, but there is a large spectrum of, uh, of possible symptoms in people. Some people will not have hardly any, any symptoms at all. Uh, they might just feel a little bit tired or they might have a headache or maybe some nausea. Um, and some, you know, you can go to the other end of the spectrum where uh, people get really sick, uh, especially if they do have already, um, you know, any um, um, history of um, asthma or COPD or they were smokers before. So we have to be very careful with, uh, with them. You know, we want to, um, you know, be aware of uh, that they, you know, they got the flu and um, maximize their treatment for asthma and COPD in addition to uh, maybe um, even starting them on uh, antiviral medications too. And I would imagine it's a situation to really pay attention to our, our condition or to someone in our household as to maybe how sick a person gets as to whether to go to the um to the hospital to go to the uh, a clinic to get tested. Correct. So I would suggest if anybody, you know, especially this time of uh, you know this season, uh, if people will get the symptoms that I mentioned, the more common ones, uh, that they will contact their primary care physician and you know make a plan or decide you know if it's somebody that you know can stay home and just watch the their symptoms or, or you know should be uh, seen in the clinic or even in the emergency room but what we do recommend is really if somebody will have those symptoms to be tested if they have the flu vaccine probably will be testing them for covid only but if they didn't have the flu vaccine, uh, they will be tested for both the flu and the COVID. Right. So the thing is to just really pay attention. And while we've been telling people all through these past months, if you have any cough or sneezing to, to stay home, now that is like even more strongly enforced, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. To isolate, uh, socially distance, um, you know, keep all the precautions, washing hands, cover your mouth, your nose, uh, when you cough or sneeze, because both of those are uh, respiratory viruses. They get transmitted through air droplets um, and uh, can contaminate somebody that is within, you know, three to six feet away. Um, they also can um, be on surfaces, so that's why you always have to wash hands and, uh, you know, try not to touch your face, your nose, your eyes. Um, 
And if you are sick, absolutely, uh, you know, inform your employer, let everybody know, call your primary care doctors, let them know, and uh, just stay put until uh, you know what, what's going on, how the symptoms are evolving, and uh, um, wait until you get better. Right. And I th- it seems to me because we're living in such uncertainty because of COVID that um, we need to exercise that extra care. But it also seems to me we need to uh, exhibit patience that, you know, I think you as medical professionals are also kind of grappling with how does this work and look because it's also new. Yes. Absolutely. It is. It's a very um, different time that we are living in, and we all realize that, and we all understand that it's not easy for anybody, you know, for people that they are sick or, uh, you know, that they have to keep all those precautions and changing their way of life. Uh, But on the other hand, uh, we know that prevention does help. And really, especially with COVID, uh, but with the flu too, uh, the only thing that we know for sure is, you know, minimizing the transmission does help. Um, With COVID, we don't have a a vaccine yet, uh, but with flu, we do have a vaccine. So immunizing against the flu is something that everybody can do. And uh, minimizing contact with people, you know, gathering, wearing the mask properly, you know, covering the mouth and the nose, um, you know, keep distance, you know, six feet uh, when uh, we are, you know, in a group um, somewhere. Uh, That's all things that, you know, people should be aware and uh, can do. And keep in mind that, you know, hopefully next year by now, uh, things will probably be much better or different. And so there is a light in the end of the tunnel. But for the time being, we all need to help each other, protect each other, um, and, uh, you know, fight this uh, together. Yes, absolutely. And not feel like we have to do certain things. I think in prior to this year, if you had mild flu symptoms, you might still feel compelled to show up at work. This right. year, no way do we do that. Not, a, not at all. That's very, very um, important that uh, we should know about that. Uh, not just, you know, to protect ourselves, but also protect the rest of uh, people too, because it is a very contagious uh, both of them are very contagious. COVID uh, seems to be actually a little bit more contagious than the flu. Um, but, um, you know, and especially that that likelihood of having both in the same time, the flu and the COVID, that itself um, is scary. And because of, you know, not having... Um, you know, ways to differentiate if it's one or the other. We just have to be extremely careful, stay home, wait, see what happens, what the symptoms are, you know, how how you evolve, 
and uh, let your primary care doctor know, let your uh, workplace know. So people that they were in contact with you, you know, they will watch for their symptoms too. And the flu, now we know COVID, of course, is deadly. The flu also is responsible for people's deaths, but uh, to a much lesser degree. But it has to do with already those um, underlying health conditions, doesn't it? Yes, yes. So people that, I mean, they are both, um, you know, they both can cause death, uh, especially in vulnerable people. Um, so, um, yeah, it is. And again, you know, we don't know how the combination of two, you know, how, what that can do. Um, so yeah, they are, they are, um, you know, they both can create pretty severe illness. And you, you mentioned then something really key, um, I, I don't know that I've heard of it, but that doesn't mean that the news hasn't been there, that someone um, with flu has perhaps then developed COVID as, you know, kind of right after it or had COVID and then had the flu. Are you aware of any situation like that? No, not yet. I think the season is still early, but uh, we expect that that's going to occur. Yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, definitely that can happen. So that's why we, uh, if somebody did not have the flu shot, we do test for both because people can be co-infected in the same time, uh-huh. not just, you know, having the COVID first and because the viruses are, you know, attacking the body, uh, in different, they have different mechanisms of entering the body. So you can definitely get co-infected with both of them in the same time. And they are both, you know, transmitted in the same way. You know, this is the time of the year where, uh, when uh, the flu starts. So, uh, yeah, people can be sick with both. Well, that's a good thing to keep in mind. I had not thought, really, of those two uh, coexisting or co-occurring. Mm-hmm. So th- is there anything else, then, about flu that you feel we should know and act on? You know, I again, um, I think vaccination is the best way to uh, prevent and to um, prevent the transmission, but also to prevent the symptoms to get worse. Um, So this is the biggest, uh, and to emphasize that vaccines, uh, the flu vaccines are safe. People should not be um, worried about getting sick or ill from the vaccine. Uh, the uh, one other thing, and the us as primary care providers, we do let people know the vaccine is um, for people that they are allergic to eggs. They cannot get the flu vaccine, so they need to, you know, be aware of that. But uh, otherwise, vaccines are very safe. And I think then my takeaway here too is that having said that I have not had a flu vaccine, that this, if any year there was a time to do it, it's now to think in terms of the greater good, that we're really helping everyone by doing this. That is correct, yes. Well, this has been 
very critical information. Uh, I would say life-giving information, life-saving information. And I, um, I, I'm really grateful, Dr. Kelling, that you uh, have this information for us and that you've taken time to share it. Absolutely, Kate. I was happy to do it. Well, it's been wonderful. I'm grateful. And uh, let's all just uh, get that vaccine if we haven't had it yet. And exactly. Be, and be healthy, right? Okay, exactly. Yes, be exactly. well, stay healthy, uh, protect yourself. Uh, and I think we're all going to be able to go through this. Um, and, you know, hopefully next year will be a better, you know, easier uh, year than we had this year. Yes, Yes, we hope that for all of us, indeed. Well, again, many thanks for doing the work that you do. Sure. Thank you, Kate.